0: Welcome to Harvest Birth Stories, where we support mamas pre, post, and during birth. My name is Sophie Grace, and I will be your host for this podcast. We want to share empowering birth stories across the United States and beyond, and encourage mothers all around the world to feel proud and empowered by any story that they may have experienced. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you for listening. going to be a long one just because of who you are as a person. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to try to keep it (laughs) short and sweet. Yeah, right. Um, So before we get into all of your birth stuff, because we have a couple of them, I want you to just kind of like tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and your family and, you know, the whole lowdown on you and if your kid cries or in the background, that's totally fine, too. We'll just take care of her as it goes.
1: Okay, because I was just going to say about what might happen. Here. <laughs> um, so I'm Morgan. I am 30 years old. I am married to Will. We've been married. With 1L. F- with 1L. <laughs> We've been married. Uh, we'll be married for five years in August. Mm, that's crazy. And we have two beautiful little girls. And... Our wonderful first fur baby, Lenny girl. She's the prettiest golden retriever, and so good. She yeah. is so good. Um, and I, I was working when I had Sailor. I was in events, working as a event coordinator for City Brew Hall for three years, and I loved it. Um, it's a great way to to tap into my creativity. And when I had Sailor, I went part-time and was doing social media and a few events still. And then I gradually um, kind of fell out of that after a year. And it's just a lot of weekends and mm-hmm. you know how that goes with, mm-hmm. with weddings. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so um, I... Was home with Sailor for a couple months, and I am not a person. I am I have so much respect for moms <laughs> out there that can stay home with their kids full-time. Bless your souls and your patience and everything else. You guys are rock stars. I love my kids to death. I just am not that mom. I can't do it. <laughs> I need to um, have the adult interaction and a little bit of a... Me time, per se. Social life. Yeah. Um, and so with that, I ended up going back to work, and I work for Dakota Cabinetry in town. Um, it has new ownership as of a couple of years ago, and it's been really fun working with the new team. It's basically me and the guys. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's countertops, cabinets, cabinets, tile, tile that, you know, you name it. And um, so that's been fun, and I do that part-time, and yeah what did I nail everything? No, you're
0: good. Just it's in Morgan fashion to just go really into it. Yeah.
1: Um, was that too deep? De- no, no, you're oh, good.
0: Okay. Let's do or let's talk about, um, I guess after you and Will got married and kind of how you guys decided to or maybe dec- didn't decide to, but it happened to have kids and kind of how that journey went for you.
1: Yeah, so we um, were together. Nine years before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Ten years by the time we got married. And even then, um, I wasn't ready to have kids yet, and he wasn't either. And I think that that's really important to recognize when you try to keep up with everyone else. Having a – bringing a child into the world isn't um, rainbows and butterflies all the time. They're, <laughs> they're beautiful and they're lovely, but you can't take them back like a dog. <laughs> so, um, you know, knowing when, when was – When I was ready and willing to give up, I like my sleep, so Mm -hmm. uh, willing to give up some of that. (laughs) I feel like right now, too, I'm fully living the, when you're a mom, you totally come last and give up everything. And since having Palmer, I can relate to that 150%. I don't even think of myself Mm -hmm. in a, I mean, because you're just go, go, go mode. So, but Will and I waited a couple of years before we decided to have kids, and I wanted to just feel like I was ready. And mm-hmm. and then we didn't have any issues. We were very fortunate and lucky, and um, yeah, I was due in January, and I had a little surprise, and baby came in December, a whole year yeah.
0: different. Yeah, so we can kind of, I guess, jump into your first pregnancy with Sailor and... um. I mean, you kind of said before we were recording that there wasn't anything like super noting to talk about with the pregnancy, but I guess you could kind of talk about like how you found out and then after that, just kind of go into like your final couple weeks and then into what happened. (laughs)
1: Okay. Yeah. My favorite part. Um, yeah, so we conceived, I guess, I don't know, April. It was, it's funny because you conceived
0: in April and that April you came over. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, you came over with Lenny. You ran over to our house. I remember getting a really bad sunburn that day. Yep, we sat on your back, yeah. And you were talking about how you were maybe going to try to have a kid. And then like a month later you were like, hey, I'm pregnant. Oh yeah, you're
1: right. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. But now that you say that. It was 2020. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, the good times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, So got pregnant. I It wasn't a surprise in the sense of we knew what we were doing, you know? Right. You're trying to not try. You're not really caring. You're not doing anything about it. But it was a surprise for me in the fact that I was surprised that it, was, it happened as so fast as it did. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I had technically got my period, but it was like a small one Mm -hmm. at the end of april so i didn't think that i was pregnant at all Mm -hmm. so come memorial weekend i was having a a girls weekend at my friends um and you know we're drinking we're having a blast whatever everything was fine i felt great and then i had came home that monday and i was so tired i don't nap and i couldn't stay awake Like, I remember Will doing yard work, and I'm like, I'm just going to, like, sit down, and I fell asleep, and I'm like, something's not right. Well, I hadn't told him. I actually waited, like, a week (laughs) to take a pregnancy test, and then I did, and I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. Yeah, this is it. Part of the reason is, is I always wanted to find out, this might be silly, but that I was pregnant. The further along I was, the better I thought it would be off because you, didn't, you had to hide it less. <laughs> right. Hiding the pregnancies is not fun. And so when you find out at like three or four weeks, it makes it so much more stressful and yeah. anxiety ridden and you feel like you have to hide or whatever. So I found out at like six weeks. so I'm like, okay, only four more weeks to five right. more weeks to hide it. And it was going into summer. Yeah. So that's nearly impossible
0: at the lake to If hide. anybody knows Morgan, she talks a lot. And so I'm sure she told it to people.
1: I didn't. <laughs> I kept a good secret. But I had one thing on my side and it was 2020 and right. weren't open. Right, So yeah. it was a lot of like boat and stuff, boat action, but it was bringing your own thing. So mm-hmm. I walked around with a... 175 of Tito's filled with water <laughs> and every spritzer you saw me drinking or um, wine you know or seltzer it was refilled with water mm-hmm. and I did a really good job of tricking
0: people mm-hmm.
1: so i go you um, yeah I wasn't sick I felt good I was just fatigued and there was nothing I didn't show until probably 25 weeks mm-hmm. everything was great um I didn't, I couldn't feel baby. Is it anterior or anterior? Or anterior. When it's on the front. So, so I could not really feel, feel sailor. I like to call that pregnancy a non existent pregnancy because it was that seamless and good.
0: And also, like 2020, you know, you're not really seeing as many people. It gets yeah. weird when you think about like people who got pregnant that year and then this all of a sudden they have a baby because you don't see them.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, you were pregnant? Oh, yeah. 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 So my sister got married in September, September. And I was 20 weeks, the week of her wedding. Mm-hmm. So, and looking back, it was like, Oh God, I feel huge. You know, you never, I didn't know what was going to fit me or not. And it's like, mm-hmm. I barely showed, you right. know, what was showing. So anyways, um, yeah, everything went good. And I was still doing, so this has significance, I think a little bit, but I was still doing weddings at the mm-hmm. brew at the time. And I was finishing that out my last one was in december the beginning of december so Mm -hmm. for anybody that doesn't know when i was working as a coordinator those days would be 15 hour days Mm -hmm. on my feet go 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 from 7 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night and i thought it was great because i was getting a good workout when i was pregnant i was staying active (laughs) well come to find out it probably wasn't the best for my feet Um, yeah The swelling got pretty bad, and Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, you know, I got to rest them. It's because I'm on my feet a lot. So I don't know if that had anything to do with induced in me being Mm -hmm. going early, but also being my um, pregnancy was in 2020 and it was entering the first winter, there was a lot of unknowns. It was going to get worse again. It did get worse again. Yeah. Nobody knew anything. So I remember. They had asked me if I wanted a baby shower or not or wanted to wait or virtual. And I'm like, I'm not doing a freaking virtual baby shower. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do it for me, f- yes, that'd be great. My sister is a wizard of creativity and coming up with things. And her and um, our really good girlfriend, um, Alyssa, they did a baby shower for me and threw it in intervals. So everybody came. And it was like so many people at a time, 45 minutes and like a space that was big enough whatever. The significance of this (laughs) is that it was 10 days before I had went into my water breaking Mm -hmm. and went into labor. Um, I remember being at my shower and one of my um, girlfriends growing up, her mom, um, Kari, she had twins. And I was like, gosh – I don't know what dropping feels like, but I feel like I dropped. Do you remember, Carly? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no. And at the time, I didn't know what to expect. It was my first one. I never had Braxton right. Hicks. I felt great. I didn't have any issues. Nothing was, was wrong, right? I had one ultrasound besides the first one. I did mm-hmm. the 20-week one because mm-hmm. my next kid, when we get to that, is way different. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I said that at my shower Thank God they had my shower because ten days later, um, <laughs> in the only blizzard we had of 2020, and it wasn't that good of one. Um, the day before Christmas Eve, I woke up and I went to the bathroom like I normally would. and It was about seven thirty, and I wiped and I kept kind of wiping, wiping, and I'm like, mm, know, this, "This, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. This can't be happening." So I go to the kitchen to let my dog out and I'm kind of still leaking and I'm like, okay, well. Also, naive me, I thought when your water broke that contraction started right away. (laughs) That wasn't the case. And so I'm like, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. So I called the nurse line and they're like, Oh, is it clear? Do you have is it odorless? Da-da-da-da. Are you in any pain? No. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's clear. I think it broke. Yeah, it doesn't
0: smell. Whatever. Did they, before this, they probably didn't even get to doing, like, cervical checks or anything like that, did they? No. Like, because they were only 35 weeks. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. get to my group
1: B. Oh, yeah. I I didn't that's make like it to 36. 36. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there were a lot of things. I was just, like, unknown. And, um, I'm like, no, I don't know. So, I probably called them back and forth on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, seven times or whatever that morning and we went back and forth and they were trying to get me to go have my amniotic fluid tested here well Essentia doesn't do it here and they're Mm. like well you can go to the hospital maybe I shouldn't say this um (laughs) for anybody listening but um (laughs) they really didn't uh they're like no we'd rather have you not go there we'd rather have you come in if you needed to And right yeah because just because. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I actually didn't tell my husband that mm, I think my water broke until a few hours later. Because he's an anxious human. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't want to make myself anxious either. And so we, um, after I got off the phone with, uh, Beth, I believe her name was, Mm -hmm. um, from the O-B-G-Y-N line, I... Took a shower. I shaved. I started cleaning the house. I packed our bags. I installed the car seat. I wrapped some last-minute Christmas presents. I got some cookies and stuff ready that I was going to supposed to bring to Christmas the next day. I total went into full nesting mode. Um, and about eleven thirty, I started having some color. And uh, twelve forty-five, I started having contractions. And when they hit, they hit. And I was like, okay, Will, I think maybe you can come home. Well, of course, he's all worked up, anxious, whatever. So when he got home right away, he goes, ready to go? Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, that's no, why didn't I'm waiting tell to hear him. back. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. waiting to hear back. He goes, can we please go? It's probably going to take longer with the storm. I'm like, oh, fine. Well, thankfully, I did listen to him because he was right. It took us almost two hours to get to Fargo, mm. And my contractions were hitting very consistent very strong, and the car ride is the worst. Yes, and they were—it was on the way. Um, it was every overpass that we were hitting. Well, at the time, we only had the dog to worry about, so we just had to have somebody risk their lives to come in and get Lenny Girl. <laughs> now, your second kid—that's a way different story because you have another one to worry about. But right. So yeah, they checked me, and of course we. I remember going into the emergency room and they're like, do you need a um, wheelchair? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And then a contraction hit. And I'm like, yes, give me (laughs) one. Yes, or whatever. So we go up, wheel me up, and got me in triage, checked my amniotic fluid, did a COVID test, came back an hour later, said I'm positive. They're going to (sighs) admit me. Forget about the COVID test thing. Yeah, and that was my first and only COVID test I ever did.
0: Well, I mean, besides like the at-home ones, but. And I've never even did any of those. I used to just. Well, I, I shouldn't say it. I used to buy them for fun. But after I had Soren, <laughs> <That's what laughs> I bought them for fun because I was super anal about him getting sick when he was a newborn. But before having him, I never did any.
1: Yeah. And I've yeah. never gotten. Oh wait, I did. I lied. I had COVID once. But. Yeah. Um, so do you want me to keep going with this? or Because um, yeah. <laughs> I am very detailed. So like this, you know.
0: Before we jump like completely into this birth. Um, tell us a little bit about how you chose to do like a midwife team and like if you did any prep before your um, labors or like any sort of research, prep, whatever you decided to do.
1: I didn't do any research or prep or anything. Um, one thing I'll never forget is my sister looking at me at during my pregnancy and she's like, Morgan, I don't know what the fuck if it's your – it's fine you can swear okay no it's
0: fine after i said it, i'm like oh no you can't it's very lax you can swear it's okay fine. great um maybe I, don't
1: say in every sentence but i don't care um noted i she goes i don't know if it's your medicine because i have my own anxiety medicine and you, when you're pregnant you have to switch and i switch to Zoloft. after she goes or if it's you being pregnant but you are so mellow nothing works you up and she goes i really like it and from there started my journey of really being really relaxed and really not anxious and so nothing got me worked up i really wasn't people go oh are you gonna try this you can do this i'm like i don't know we'll just see how it goes mm-hmm. and that's always been my mantra i guess right. and just kind of yeah I, and people have said your kids sometimes can be anxious based off of how you are and mm-hmm. if you're laid back mm-hmm. that's kind of how they end up being mm-hmm. i guess it just depends i don't know what see mm-hmm. what you believe in and whatever but um Casey, you asked that what was the uh wh- how you chose your like care team oh. um i had had a lot of i had a lot of friends that had kids before me and they had seen mandy swanson mm-hmm. and I heard such good things about her. I was open to both. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister-in-law had had two kids before. Um, and I was just... You just knew that yeah, she was good. and she was amazing. And it was just really nice to... You felt like not like you're meeting with a doctor at every And y- she's also here too, isn't so yeah, she? Yeah, she nice. comes down once, Twice, so I think it's two, like, every Tuesday, every two weeks on Tuesday. yeah. Something like that. Um, Yeah. She is so down to earth. She's so – makes you feel so comfortable Mm -hmm. and not anxious. And one thing I found, because all the midwives are great, but they're all different in Mm -hmm. what they believe in and – their level of, like, for instance, I, I use COVID as an example. I saw three midwives because I was very open. That was one of the mm-hmm. best pieces of advice. just um, to see most of them because so, you don't know who's yes, going to be in there. Yeah. Um, Alicia Bloffis gave me that. She yeah. was like, biggest piece of advice, she said, if you can and you are comfortable with it, be open to seeing multiple because she's like you're not guaranteed and there are a lot of people and I get it you're nervous you want to see that one and that one only but it doesn't matter nine out of ten times you don't get that one for delivery and because I was so laid back that was my you know philosophy and I was like sure well I love I love Mandy so much of course I wanted to see her most of the time but I tried to make it for more of my really important meetings Mm -hmm. and then the ones in between like your 16 week or your 24 a week or whatever the random ones that are yeah. like 20 minutes and then and you it's don't nice care. to put a face to them and just see yeah. and kind of feel them out a little but they all had a different stance on covid stuff too and mm-hmm. like one of them i won't say like names on anything but one of them was way more relaxed and whatever you wanted and there was one of that fell in the middle that i saw that was like yeah i you know i get that then there was one that was a lot more strict mm-hmm. so based on that just just talking about covid You know, and then they all have their different views Mm -hmm. with how they do things with midwife. Right. So, um, and then when I ended up going into labor, I had a different midwife that delivered, and I never even saw her, and I absolutely loved her. And I saw her this time. Who is that? Jen Janky.
0: Yeah, that's who. If we have another, I want to go to Amanda and Jen because I've heard really good things about Jen.
1: And I saw both of them this time, and then Denise ended up delivering for me. Things about her too. And I saw her the first time with Sailor one time, and she's. Very motivational. Yeah,
0: I feel like, is that, no, that's not who um, Alicia had. Or was it?
1: Alicia did see Mandy, but she might have had Denise. uh, For her, well, the one that I shot, it wasn't, it wasn't. There's Krista Powell and Denise Howell. Yeah,
0: that's confusing. Mm -hmm. It was one of the two. Anyway, let's go back into Sailor's birth. So you are driving to Fargo and you're making it there.
1: Yeah. How, uh, you want me to. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, triage. Got me checked in, and my um, anybody who has gone to Ascension, I hope that you've gotten to have an experience. This nurse, <laughs> I call her Grandma Sharon. Mm, I have a Grandma Sharon. Um, she, her name is Sharon. She's one of the older nurses. Does she has short blonde hair. Um, I have a picture with her from Palmer, but oh, she okay. dyed her hair. Like she was cut How I you going to say she dyed. I'm like, dyed it oh, again. no, um, more, it's like a red. She wanted to do something different. But anyways, I remember when I was in triage checking in, she came to get me and she's like, okay. And my contractions were getting bad for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready for an epidural. And she goes, oh no, no, we're not ready. Just like that. And I go, <laughs> are you joking? Are you kidding? You know, like I couldn't read her. She goes, oh, no, I don't joke. Like, (laughs) very, very dry. And you're like, oh, no. And I'm like, okay. And then the more we talked, like, that would probably turn some people off. But I really enjoyed her dry humor. Mm -hmm. And I remember after I got my epidural, there was shift change. And so she was going to be leaving at 7. And I really liked her. Mm -hmm. I'm a person I connect with people pretty easy. But I'm a big people person. So um, I, I really liked her. And after I got my epidural, I was like, oh, all of you guys have been awesome. But Brad, you are the MVP right now. And he was my nurse anesthetist. Mm-hmm. That went great. But um, I remember looking at Sharon and I said, Sharon, you know, a lot of people might not like your dry humor, but I do. I really like your dry humor. <laughs> so, um triage I had checked in at 2 30 by the time they got me and moved me to my room it was 3 30 and I couldn't get an epidural until five o'clock and I think it's because um they never told me but I never had my group B done and Mm. so they had to put antibiotics in Mm. and then they also waited for my COVID test to come Mm. back however long that took which I was negative by the way (laughs) and um yeah and then finally I got that and then life was freaking good it was real good. I remember Will pacing back and forth in the room, and I go, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, Oh, are you a little anxious? And he goes, oh, Yeah, that's really hard watching you. Oh, you know, and be you're in like, pain Well, try go being me. That. <laughs> and he, which was really cute, you know, and sweet mm-hmm. hearing him say that. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good now. You need to chill. Like, this is great. Life is good. So, five o'clock, got the epidural, six, um, did they check you at all, like? Um, oh yes. When you got yes. triage. At so they told me I was at a three and a half four mm, when I got there, and that's pretty good. It, it's good for your first time yeah. and being. So I had labored at home for yeah. that long.
0: Well, it's probably nice that like you didn't tell Will right away, and you got to be at home and do those things right away because sometimes it can. Seem like it drags on forever if you go too early. Yeah, and there too early. Well, um, it
1: was a little different with Palmer. It was more yeah. like that kind of. But I refuse to get. I've heard so many stories. You go up there, you get turned, turned around, down. you have to go back. There was a freaking blizzard. So right. I kept telling myself, "There's no way this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. No way. I'm not going to miss my favorite holiday mm-hmm. with my family." And the other thing was, is I'm like, um. There's this... I'm, I'm early. There's... This just can't be happening. So... Yeah, she was 35 well, weeks. Yes. Th- yeah. Is,
0: I don't know if we said that earlier, but you
1: were. Yep. So everything just did... Was happening. Yep. It did. And... Um, five o'clock, I got my epidural. 6.45. I was at a 7. Mm-hmm. 6.30. One of them. I was at a 7. And then... Um, Seven forty-five. 45 I was at a 10 mm. and they had me labor down for an hour and baby made its way right on its own they're like mm-hmm. okay are you ready to push and out came a baby girl which we did not know what we were having for <laughs> mm-hmm. both of them month early and um which ended up kind of being a blessing I mean a boy would have been great too but I learned after the fact that when you have a boy, it's better that they stay in longer with their lungs. They need mm. that more time. Um, didn't know that. Yeah. So the earlier – odds of us having to probably be in the NICU with a boy earlier would have been
0: – Did they ever do, more. like, a steroid shot for you or anything like that for her lungs?
1: No, not no. to my knowledge. It's mm. just really crazy with how well everything went. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. We didn't have Billy Rubin. We didn't have John Dis. Um, We had the NICU team in there, and they were going back and forth between our room and the room next to us. Um, There was an OB delivering twins, Mm. naturally, and so my (laughs) midwife had to pop back and forth. To help out. Yeah, and I remember we had a nurse named Danica. She was probably 21 or 22, and going into your first pregnancy, when you're in that delivery room, there's so many unknowns. Mm -hmm. You don't know what to expect, and those nurses do such a good job about making you feel so special and welcoming and cared for when you're in such a vulnerable state i mean Mm -hmm. you're showing it all yeah and (laughs) they were awesome and this girl was so young and she did great and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh can we get a picture of you with her after you know she was so sweet and i just really like to connect with the nurses so Mm -hmm. yeah they're really the mvps yeah they're awesome i mean you get to spend way more time with them obviously Mm -hmm. than the midwife unless you happen to have a lot of you know issues or they need to check in on you but um, you really get to know to know them and you get close so 1003 out looking at the picture yeah out <laughs> the baby girl and um, I actually did not let myself think what I was having for gender I'm pretty good about that mm-hmm. um, but it was 10 days before and it happened to be my shower and I had a lot of people thinking I was having a boy I thought and you were having a boy too. So, at that point, 10 days before, I finally was like, okay, it's probably a boy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so when she came out and Will goes, it's a girl. First thing that came to my mouth was, shut up. Yeah, same. <laughs> and he goes, no, yeah, it's a girl. I'm like, shut up. But when I, my epidural, I'm very, very fortunate. I, uh, my body reacts really well to to it. I issues mm-hmm. and um, it went in fine. And I was able to feel pressure. So I knew when the contractions are coming and they're like, oh, that's great. You mm-hmm. know, good good job, Morgan. And I was able to walk 45 minutes after. Oh, so when nice. the nurses yeah. got me up to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. they're like, wow, you're doing really good. Well, I didn't know what that meant. Because yeah. I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> right. And then I was, got my feeling back where I've had some people go, oh my God, hours. I have not a feeling for eight hours. Yeah. Did you, you didn't get. No, I didn't get enough. You didn't get one. No. Will you do one the next time? I don't know. <laughs> after I
0: had Soren, I was like I am never going unmedicated again but now I'm 18 months later and my brain has me tricked into thinking I could do it again
1: well <laughs> that's a whole nother thing into into my next child yeah when I tell you that but
0: yeah so after you had her did you do like golden hour and like skin to skin and all that kind
1: of stuff yeah we did that and Uh, If you know my husband, he's not really one to, like, be all about that. But, I mean, he was open to everything. He did it. He handled it. He was very, very protective and still is dad. He likes to be in control in the fact of knowing how much they're eating, making Mm -hmm. sure they're getting enough. I mean, you remember him being so strict on, did you record this for feeding? Mm -hmm. How much did they have for going to the bathroom, this or that, which ended up probably creating a little bit more... Stress is, and anxiousness is more like on me. me.
0: <laughs> like we're more alike.
1: Because I was like that. I was so anal about feeding. And I'm and like, I don't know, you know, it's stuff. fine. Now this second kid around, it's way different. Yeah. Demeanor between both. both of you. But yeah. Hill feeder. And I'm like, hey, what time? And I'm like, <laughs> I just said this to him the other day. I'm like, it's funny. Super funny how remember who you were the first time? And now this time you're not even uh remembering, and I'm the one having to ask you. So mm. but You just get so used to things and you forget. Mm -hmm. Um, So did you, I guess we
0: can kind of jump into your breastfeeding slash nursing journey because it's a little bit different than, I mean, your pregnant, your birth is different, but still very uncomplicated. It was very, in my opinion, textbook besides the fact that I went early. But there's nothing wrong with her.
1: I will say this to, till I die. I was so anxious about having a kid. I don't like blood. I don't mm-hmm. like needles. I don't like any of that. When I had to get my blood drawn, glucose test, all that, I have to lay down and I get lightheaded. Mm-hmm. I will say after having a kid, that has changed me a lot as a person. I still get a little anxious about it, but I'm I'm stronger definitely mm-hmm. about it. You just get it. used to being it's, poked and prodded so
0: much.
1: I'm not saying I voluntarily, you know, I'm going to go do the that, but um, I can handle it more. But um, – I was getting at something. Your breastfeeding journey. Yes, thank we'll go you. to that. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit because yours
0: is different, just because of yeah. circumstances that have happened
1: um, earlier yes. in life. <laughs> well, and what I was just telling you, and I was trying to get at something with transitioning to that, but I don't remember. So it's um, mom brain. What? Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Squirrel. Um, so what Sophie was getting at is I had a breast reduction in 2014 and um, I was a triple D E and my, my boobs were only good for Halloween. Wee fest and spring break is what I would say. <laughs> and then I, and if anybody's
0: listening, um, I guess there's probably some people listening, but <laughs> I always say that like nobody listens, yeah. um, Going through lactation counselor training right now, I have found out that breast reduction is like the most, I guess, detrimental surgery you can have to your milk production out of all of them, like out of, you know, um, ins- or implants or anything like that. Yeah, because they can put
1: the muscles, you know, on right. top. And you well, can and with the it. breast
0: reduction, they literally cut your nipple off. So it severs all of those glands so and that happened yeah so just for anybody listening i think it's pretty amazing that you even were able to do what you were doing
1: yeah it is um uh, so i was still in college and i was Mm -hmm. young at the time and you know they do ask you that question but I didn't know, I, I didn't have kids on my radar. It was just about getting that. And I remember my surgeon looking at me and he goes, are you sure you want the breast reduction? <laughs> we live in a boob world. Everybody <laughs> wants bigger breasts. You want smaller? And I said, well, I don't want really small. I'm like, just, you know, they're so they're not hurting my back and they're, right. they're more average. And everybody looked at me and they're like, why would you get one now? You're, they're just gonna get bigger when you have kids. And I go, well, you know what? Whenever that comes, because who knows? There are so many unknowns. I'm like, then I'll just get a boob lift when I'm done. Right. Whatever. <laughs> my boobs really have not grown or moved size since I've I've done that. Um, and they've pretty much stayed the same. So I've been really thankful about that. Um, pretty content to add a C, D. Yep. And there, go with my body. But I went into that with your first kid. It's so unknown. You either don't know if you're going to be able to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. It might not happen at all, or it'd be a slow process. It's kind of a mental game and what you can take.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went in know, with that mindset of knowing that I might I might not more than likely be able to breastfeed because I've known other people that had a reduction and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I was very open to it, and I tried not to play the mental games. Um, my husband was great about this. I joke <laughs> that not only did he go to the hospital knowing he was going to be a father, but he didn't know he was going to also be a dairy farmer <laughs> because we had to do expressing and a mm. lot of it. And my classroom didn't come in that easy. Um, my milk supply has never came in that easy. Some people it's three days, some people it's five. For me, it's like over a week until mm. it really starts flowing. I mean, that's wild. That so it's a lot and that, you know, that's a really – detrimental period Mm -hmm. i mean it's stressful you need that milk and there's so many different people especially lactation they will tell you don't do formula don't do this oh you can do this you can try well you're so emotional that is like the worst thing you could tell a mom right if if you're gonna feed your baby and that's what's gonna get you through until it comes in i don't see what's wrong with that and i've had so many friends that have had a really hard time with lactation. I have mm-hmm. nothing against them. I just think it's a very opinionated um when it comes to that. Yeah, and you it need can to be like, really
0: pushy. You need to find somebody that you like and just stick with them instead That's, of yeah. instead of doing the rotating people because it's just too many opinions and
1: it, it is too and many it's ideas. very overwhelming and yeah. there's a lot of tears and you're mm-hmm. so like emotional and you're hormonal and it's like that two mm-hmm. or three day appointment and you know you're stressed because you don't think you're feeding your baby and all this stuff and i feel for everyone in that and you're not alone and everybody goes through it and so um i you know was trying and they're they're really encouraging and everything but um we had to express and then we were doing syringes and spoon feeding and then after that we would try um breastfeeding And then after that, we'd pump and then it was it was an hour process or more and then I'd have to do it again. Yes. And you didn't. I did that for a a month. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, okay, at that point, I think that it's just time to go to to pumping. And I did that for almost five months. And I only though was able to produce total of twenty two ounces with Sailor. Um, A day. A day. Yeah. Um, and she never latched partially because she, she was, so tiny was early. She early. never suctioned down. Mm-hmm. The other part was that my I have one inverted mm-hmm. nipple, and lactation will tell you that it will come out. Mm-hmm. I you know, and they're not wrong. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's it just present in the cards, or there's
0: different levels of inversion. Or yeah, inverted nipples to but and and I don't know what yours looks like. <laughs> I haven't
1: examined it before. <laughs> it's a mental game, yeah. and it really is uh, what you can handle. And I've mm-hmm. had my cousin who, like, she worked her butt off, but it took her like four months. And then she ended up doing it in a full year, but she had bloody. I mean, it mm-hmm. was hard. But not everybody has a mind game right. that you can. But you always do had just long. kind of like the goal
0: of. You if know, it works, it works. Until it... summer is what you told me. You were like, I don't want to be doing it on the boat.
1: <laughs> and and you're right. I, yeah. and you're, I absolutely did say that because I'm like, I don't want to have leaky. And lucky for me, if it would have worked, I probably mm-hmm. would have changed my mindset on that. Mm-hmm. But because it wasn't, it ended up being okay. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky for the fact that because I was only producing so like less or whatever, not that much. Um, but still, really good for ate. a breast reduction. And I just got told this from Bethany at um, Milk Market. If mm-hmm. you haven't been in there and talked mm-hmm. to her, she's lactation too. Did you mm-hmm. have you known? Have you heard about Milk Market? Yeah, I haven't went there yet. Highly suggest that for anybody listening. Yeah, that is so amazing to have that yeah. store in the FM area, and the fact that we only have that one. She mm-hmm. is awesome as far as support help. She has anything like like um, supplements. To pumps to bras to Mm -hmm. being able to try on bras she'll measure your flange size she has everything you could need and then some and she's super sweet and helpful Mm -hmm. so i highly suggest if you're a new mom having to even get gift cards for for new moms it's freaking awesome yeah so um but yeah she what again mom brain what why did i bring her in <laughs> the uh breast reduction <laughs> you said that she told you that oh she goes wow you were even like and i go you know you're the first person that's ever told me that i said none of my lactation no, i told you that ever you did i did like but what it was like a few months ago because i was
0: going through training yeah but yeah. a lot of
1: people they never did And i'm like that would have really gave me a boost of confidence if i would have heard that from people but i never heard that yeah so, that's so
0: strange because like when i was going through that like portion of the course i was like wow i need to message morgan right now because i was like you did such a good job for
1: going through that like and people don't know that because you're yeah. so hard on yourself and the yeah. stigma is oh it might not work but yeah you definitely need somebody to to be raw and honest with you but mm-hmm. not where it's it's a negative mm-hmm. um rawness in the sense yeah. of I'm going to tell you right now, you can do this. It could work. I'm not telling you it's going to work. Everybody's bodies are differently, but it is possible. Not, well, it's probably not going to work. So, and I wouldn't necessarily say they said that, but there wasn't as much encouragement. So... Why I was able to do the breastfeeding and pumping for even the amount of time I was, because normally your baby starts eating more, obviously, mm-hmm. Sailor ate, like, very minimal um, for a long time. So I was able to stick with that. Because she's tiny, too. Yeah, and I was also very fortunate. This is super special. But um, my sister-in-law had her third kid, um, which they're a month apart. The girls are. We, we both ended up having girls. And she, I like to call or refer people like this to, a, is a moo mm-hmm. What's a moo And she was a really good producer. And so she had extra supply and she helped us out uh, with supplementing mm-hmm. with her milk. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, I actually used her milk the whole month of May. Mm. Um, two things, being we had a premature baby and it was COVID, not knowing, we wanted to try to do breast milk as long as we could. However, we were not against formula because we did have to use that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think it couldn't have, I guess talking about this whole breastfeeding thing because I've done it all Mm -hmm. now, um, there is nothing wrong with formula. Is it special and is it great if you have the mindset for it to do the breastfeeding and the pumping? Absolutely. I have no judgment whether you want to do it for three months or a year or not at all. I think actually, if you choose not to do it, I have nothing against anybody. At least, I respect that you know what you want. what you want, mm-hmm. and I think there's nothing better, you mm-hmm. know. But when people choose to do something, but then they complain about it or whatever, that's the annoying part, of it, I guess, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But- so she got breast milk for what? Six months? Um, nope. I had I had because my sister in law, had stopped, you know, pumping. Um, her little one was really starting to like push back third mm-hmm. child. She just wanted to go, go, go. Um, and I didn't want her to keep pumping for me. She already had two other kids and it was just a lot. So we supplemented with hers while I was doing mine for the four months or so. And then I had enough milk in the freezer for one whole month mm. that got us to June. Yeah. And then we were full formula. You're good. Um, and the reason I had, I was done is cause I got COVID. Oh. The end of April for 10 days. And it was the worst thing ever. And you know you're not supposed – you weren't supposed to have anybody around. Yeah. Helping. I couldn't do that. I could not care for myself, let alone an infant. Right. I remember like laying on the floor and it was terrible. And my husband was busy working because it was spring planting – And um, I finally got not sick on Mother's Day. So that was my Mother's Day present. So you just kind of dried up because of getting sick probably. The other good thing with the breast reduction, I can't say this for everybody, but a lot of people experience like your boobs hurt when your milk Mm -hmm. come in, your nipples are super, super sensitive, and your drying up process freaking hurts. I can't say that to me (laughs) because they're severed yeah I don't have really much feeling in my nipples (laughs) this kid has been different Um, good and bad (laughs) yeah my milk supply it comes in but it doesn't like really hurt like some when they're extra full and the drying up process was like a week for me and it Mm. was not that bad Mm. um compared to what some people have to go through. So I was very fortunate with that. So there are pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's kind of jump into
0: this one, how you decided to have another, how this pregnancy went, how this birth went.
1: Okay, I'll try to keep it short. That's fine. And you just sweet. do you. You do um,
0: you. Well. Or I guess before we start going into, it, did you um, want to do anything different with palmer or were you just kind of go with the flow see what happens again go with
1: the flow see what happens (laughs) i had no nothing the only thing is is i knew going into having kids that i've always had to work my butt off to be where i am with my weight Mm -hmm. and i felt very good and confident when i got pregnant with sailor Mm -hmm. um i was at one of my lowest weights now going into my next one i did not lose all my baby weight there's always a struggle that sucked and um, I was pushing off having a kid kind of because I wasn't down to where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But I finally got to the point where I thought that was the only reason I was waiting, but it really wasn't it. I wasn't fully ready. I ready. Found out. Yeah. So when I finally got that feeling of, okay, yeah, I'm ready, I gave up the, okay, I'm not losing all my baby weight and I'm not going to wait another three or five months, and I'm not going to sit here and starve myself just to get there. Right. Or whatever I needed to do. It's literally me right now. (laughs) Yeah. Just because you do have to end up going back, and you should feel good and confident about whatever, you know, and you will do things different for your second, but, um, yeah, it's just been a learning process. So, we, our kids are about 27 months apart, um, and I again, have a lot of respect for people who do kids 15, 200 do. To yeah, 18 yeah. months or whatever you can handle, good for you. Um, my reasoning was I really, when Sailor got to one, I wanted, I loved every moment of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to enjoy and soak up all that special time I had with her mm-hmm. because when you do bring another one in, I felt like I wasn't going to get as much special and one-on-one time with her. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely proving to be true now that I have two. (laughs) So I'm thankful that I waited um, because you do. They do have to grow up faster. And when you have a newborn, you have to – they require more of your time. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get to be the one to put them to bed every night Mm -hmm. or go outside and play because you have to do something or whatever it might be. So, And then when your husband's working because he's a – you know deals with farming or whatever Mm -hmm. you end up just spreading yourself really thin and Mm -hmm. something gives or take and yeah so that's kind of was my reasoning and I Mm -hmm. wanted to be ready so we got pregnant and that was in when was I due I was due March 29th you must have gotten Uh, pregnant in like June and I got pregnant the end of June and I didn't Mm -hmm. think so this one we actually were like okay we're ready to like start you know, trying, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it was 4th of July, and I remember I had just got my got over my period before mm-hmm. 4th of July, and I was like, oh, well, there's no way, you know, I'm not, I'm pregnant or whatever. Again, the same thing happened <laughs> last time. I ended up being pregnant at the end of – That's so funny because we saw you on the
0: 4th of July, and I remember you playing with Sailor, and we were on the pontoon, and we were on our – I don't know if we were on our boat or on mats, and you were, like, talking about how you're like, well – I'm turning 30 this year and hopefully I'm pregnant by then. You probably were. Yeah. Again. And I don't know.
1: Yeah. Weird. <laughs> That's really weird. Maybe third kid, it'll be like deja vu. I'll have right. to remember. Oh my but God. To if make sure if this, you
0: say that to me, you know you're pregnant.
1: Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, okay, don't take a pregnancy test until you need to. Because then, like I said, hiding it in the summer <laughs> is impossible. And everybody's nosy. And I love my family to death, but I have mm-hmm. a lot of them. They're like, oh, watching. me at my every move all the time. Cough, cough. Sydney, Brooklyn, Tammy. Are you guys listening? Yeah, are you listening? <laughs> if you aren't, this one's for you. So, um, yeah, I ended up finding out I was pregnant, I think, the end of July. And it's because I started – I was getting fatigued and I started not feeling that well the beginning of um, August. And I'm like, something's not right. Well, okay, then – I actually didn't tell Will for a week until I, I. You told Sydney before him, didn't you? Yeah, our daycare and she, Sydney's our daycare provider, Sophie and I. Um, and there's a reason for that. Not Will. No, that's no. Um, there's a reason for that. I, uh, s- our daycare provider, weird enough, had a dream that I had just found out, and she had a dream that me and another one of the moms ended up um pregnant at the same time and she only has room for one infant and she was freaking out and she goes so if you guys are like something you know you have to tell something's gotta get. and i'm like huh i was dropping my daughter off i'm like huh you had a dream she goes yeah and i'm like okay i will share this with you but i go i just found out and this is news to me and i haven't even told will yet but yes i am pregnant and this is bizarre and she goes (laughs) No way! I'm like, yeah, and I'm telling you because I want that spot. <laughs> so,
0: so essentially, I can't have a kid until Palmer turns eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> they go to the same daycare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Sydney, that I was pregnant, and then um, that was yeah. So, I started not feeling good with this one. Um, about nine weeks, eight weeks. And it was not fun, like, at all. And I never experienced that with sailors. So right. that was a whole different thing. And I've had friends that have been really sick, um, terrible, and I feel mm-hmm. so – I feel for them. And I couldn't – I'm like, this should not be a thing, especially when you have another mm-hmm. kid you're running after. Um, I threw up five times too many. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate throwing up even when I'm sick with the flu. I was sick and nauseous until about 15, 16 weeks and then thankfully um you know it turned around i was very very thankful for that instead of being sick the whole time like some people are did you think you were gonna have a boy with how sick you were just i mean there's so different, different yeah, yeah right away probably i'm like oh everybody else did mm-hmm. and then things coasted and they were fine and you know great well because she came early because sailor came early we um qualified for maternal fetal medicine with this one mm-hmm. to get tested and have my um, cervix checked to see if there was any reason or rhyme why I went early. So with that, I was like, yeah, sure. We qualify. Why not take the chance in seeing more ultrasounds of your sweet little baby? Mm -hmm. Um, Everything ended up being fine with that. But, you know, after three, four cervix checks and, oh, everything looks fine. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. Um, It was... I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, uh, your cervix looks just fine. It actually didn't shorten at all. It got, you know, like a little bit bigger, which is totally fine. Um, that doesn't mean that you might not still go early. We don't know. There's not much, you know, we can tell you. Just got to watch it. And mm-hmm. and that was that. And so I didn't have any other. I felt fine. I wasn't sick anymore. Uh, everything was good. No high blood pressure, nothing. Um, went to all my normal appointments then um and I was gaining weight perfectly even though I felt way bigger (laughs) because I went into this pregnancy bigger um all my appointments went fine when I got to February the end of February when I was almost four four and a half weeks out Mm. from my due date for Mm -hmm. this child I was getting very anxious and I remember my sister like it's fine you know it's fine I'm like I know it's fine, Whitney, but you have no idea. I am having PTSD because I don't know any different. I did not know any different. Right. You've already went early. Yes. There was no rhyme or reason. Tell me anything. I said, so that's all I know now. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me anxious. And trying to plan when you have another kid is like, okay. And you also don't want to put everyone else's lives on hold for the liberty of you not knowing when things Mm -hmm. are going to happen. Then we are dealing with winter forever. Thank you, Mother Nature. Yeah, we had, like, the worst winter ever. And How many so blizzards many did they storms. say? Like, 11 or so? We yeah. broke a record. Yeah. Stupid. So, um, and then every time it happened to fall, it was like, oh, another blizzard. March? March was terrible. It was a storm every week. And, and I was March like, oh. blizzards are the worst because they're, like, icy, wet, heavy blizzards. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, we were dealing with that. That was not fun. And um, we hit the first week of March, and it was, like... You know, I got to a point where I felt like, can I do things? Do I not travel that far? Mm-hmm. I because I was a little anxious. I felt like everything was going to go really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to Sailor, I guess if you think about it, my water broke at seven thirty, and I had her by ten. For your PM. first, like, yes, it broke at
0: seven thirty a.m.
1: and so still yeah. within a day. It was fairly yeah, quick. quick for your first one yeah. where some people, you know, it's so many hours. And Days. I didn't have contractions yeah. that started until 12.45. So technically 12.45 until, you know, 10 o'clock. And that's not bad at all compared like to what some people. Like active labor
0: is only 9, 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's very doable. And yeah. and I'm very lucky. And that's very I feel fast. fortunate. Yeah. So I was very nervous. Didn't know how this one's going to come. They always say your second and your third one just falls right out. Well, I say um, your second one is usually the the really or it can be the really fast
0: one and the third one can be a wild card. Yeah. You can go either way.
1: <laughs> Over or super fast. Yeah. So um with this one, it was like every week, you know, you're getting checked. So the first time they checked me, the midwives do not like to check you unless it's Mandy. She's pretty like relaxed, but most of them do not like to check you um unless you're 39 weeks. It's mm-hmm. just something. Well. Because I didn't get to my group B last time, Um, Jen did my group B Mm -hmm. early just in case because there were so many unknowns. She goes, unless you go to 40 weeks, then we're going to have to do it again. Mm. And I was like, I hope I don't make it to 40 weeks. (laughs) Everything was good with that. Um, And then um, when I did finally get checked, and there's a reason they said they don't like to check. They're like, there's so much emotional tie Mm -hmm. to it because people get so disappointed going in hearing that you're not as far as you thought you were and all this so again I was very open about it and I was like you know I totally understand that yes I do still want to get checked if you will do that for me so she did check me and I was at or Mandy checked me first and I was at a one and that was what 30 that was starting at 36 weeks okay and I was you know she's like your cervix is very very soft that was about it very Mm -hmm. vague couldn't Mm -hmm. tell me much I'm like, okay, would I be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed? Absolutely. But <laughs> I also knew going into it, right. and so I wasn't going to sit there and have a fit. That would call me a hypocrite, right? Right. So then the next week, I normally had all my appointments on Tuesdays because of my day off with work and mm-hmm. consistency. The That following week, I did it on a Thursday because of where the midwives fell. So um, that one, I was still at a one. Mm-hmm. That was not a fun check. Jen had to do it. And she's like, oh... I just can't get up there. Oh, and I was, oh, it was not comfortable. (laughs) And um, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. I wanted this, not you. Yeah. Literally, you didn't want it and I did. And I, you know, still had a one and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, when is this, you know, what's going on? And then I went back to a Tuesday appointment. So it hadn't been a full week yet. Okay, yeah. And at that point, they said I was 38 Or, um, no, I was uh, at a three. 38 centimeters. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like 38 weeks. I was going to be 38 weeks on that Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So, the day before, Mm -hmm. I was at a three. And then she's like, Yeah, baby's head is there. And she's like, Yep, you've thinned even more. And I was like, Okay, we're making progress. (laughs) But again, they don't give you false hope, they don't say anything there. I'm like, Okay, good. So, that was Tuesday. Tuesday night, went to bed like I normally did, and I slept for a little bit, but then woke up at midnight, and I was up from midnight to Mm 6.30 a.m. I just was uncomfortable. I was having, like, I call it, like, crampy, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, pre labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, my mom's like, Morgan, those are contractions. I said, no, mom, I know what contractions are. I had a bit. <laughs> well, I never had Rax and hicks or any of that with Sailor. So this was right. new to me. And, well, that's and what it
0: was. You also had contractions without a water bag. So I don't know if you know this, but um, typically contractions are more intense after your water's broke because there's no cushion between the baby and like your uterus or anything like that. So you probably just, I mean, when you had Sailor, you just went
1: right into the the full thing. Yeah. And I didn't have time to think. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I was going to say that earlier. This is what I was getting at is when I lost one of my trains. yeah um I think that I was so scared with needles and all that stuff I think that was God's way of mentally I mean preparing me the best I could he just shoving you in yeah I was complete shock I didn't have time to sit there and worry or think Mm -hmm. about or what was happening and I handled it mentally better and um you know even after Jen was like I think I'm like i can't believe we have a baby and she's like oh honey i don't think you had time i think you're still in shock and i was like i think i am too and i'm totally okay with it so um so that was great but um going into back to this i remember i i couldn't get comfortable you know i had to get a heat pack for my stomach and i was laying on the couch and i was just kind of like and i didn't want to wake Will because i knew he was going to get anxious I also didn't know what was really happening and I remember I'm like oh screw it I'm gonna hop in the tub and I got in the tub at four o'clock and I sat in there until 5 30 because I like to take in the morning tubs. yep yep and finally I went back to bed at 6 30 and Will was very anxious the next day because you know we were thinking things were gonna go fast he had a meeting in Fargo and he wanted me to go back in and be checked you know to see if we had any progress and I was like I don't know. I had felt fine though when I woke up mm-hmm. Wednesday after I didn't have anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did schedule an appointment and just to appease. And I was like, okay, maybe I should be checked, whatever. There was a storm coming, another one.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, the nurse just reminded me, which I knew, but she, it was a good reminder. And she's just like, just want to let you know, we want you to come in. If you don't feel comfortable, we will gladly check you again. Um, but If you're still at that, you know, we'll we'll turn you away and you'll be back home. So just so you know. And I'm like, yep, uh, thank you. And Mm -hmm. so my appointment I had scheduled with them was supposed to be at, like, 2.15. And I think I told Will, I was like, I just don't think I need to go. I I feel fine. This was at 12.30. I'm like, I think I'm going to cancel. There's no reason I need to go to Fargo when I feel fine and I can just stay here and get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Plus, we had our child still here. Mm -hmm. So I told my parents they were on call, and you know finished out. Uh, oh, and come uh, one forty five on Wednesday, my mucus plug had came out, mm, and I didn't nasty. tell Will because it was before his meeting. But I knew he wouldn't go if if not. He <laughs> wanted me to come with, so I just let it be. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that happening with Sailor. My mucus plug coming out, I didn't even you know because sometimes it does know. and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Um, this. Yeah, I definitely, you know, could tell. And so then I was fine, you know, the rest of the day. I remember I went to my aunt and uncle's. I was like, I'm exhausted to hang out with Sailor, but I also want to be with her if these things are happening soon. But I don't want to be set at home. Will's not home yet. You know, let me come over. And we went over and she kind of looked at me and giggled and she goes, Yeah, you look exhausted. I'm like, Yeah, I'm ready to be done and uncomfortable. Well, um, Came home that night we went to bed and I remember I put towels down just in case my water broke because I remember my midwife um Jen at my Thursday appointment when she checked me she goes oh you have a lot of fluid honey she goes I hope if your water breaks it's at the hospital and I was seriously super excited to hear I had a lot of fluid because all I could think of is yes I'm gonna drop that weight just like that <laughs> And deflate like a balloon (laughs) um and so that's what i was thinking but you know doesn't always happen that way so i remembered i'm like i don't know something i had a feeling i was going to be going any day and i had guesses i had a lot of friends guess and i'm like okay each day that passed by i would cross it off on my calendar Well, i had two friends that had guessed thursday well and that day so like we said our
0: kids go to daycare together That day I felt weird and I almost was going to ask Sydney, but then I forgot to ask her and she probably wouldn't have even told me anyway, even if I would have asked her. But I was going to ask her if you were in labor because I felt like you were.
1: And then like a couple hours
0: later you sent a text and I was like, oh my God, I was right. (laughs) Yeah, that's bizarre.
1: Maybe you have some sort of connection to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I know when you're pregnant apparently and I know when you go into labor.
1: weird It's <laughs> not like my cousin sydney she always knows when i am pregnant before <laughs> i've announced and she goes okay i'm like that." so raven this is my last free reading otherwise they're five dollars every time <laughs> so um she has dreams and they're right on and she also knows the gender she had mm. it for my sister too it's so weird so um yeah um 2 30 a.m thursday march 16th My, I could, I woke up and it's crazy. Your body just like, you don't know when your water breaks, if you're going to feel it or if you're not going to feel it or Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. I kind of just felt like a little, like little gush, but nothing big. And I was like, okay, got up to go to the bathroom. And then it kind of just, you know, kept 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 going. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to wake well, because I don't really know. So I called the line and as I'm sitting there, because it's not like that much, but I wasn't sure. I'm like, I'm going to start the shower just in case. Because again, I didn't know how fast things were going to go. And they're like, do you think it is? And then as I'm talking, them, I'm like, I'm not really sure. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely my water. It's coming down my leg now. It's, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we will get you ready, you know, to be come in. And you say you live out of town. Yep. Okay. Well, In the meantime, Will happens to hear me up. He comes in and he's like, is it happening? Oh, yep. And instantly make the call to my mom. My mom knew she was on call and she mm-hmm. wakes up. Do I need to come in? I'm like, yes, please. Yes. We thought it would be easier for to keep our two-year-old sleeping yeah. if she was willing to come in I agree. versus having to move her. Yeah. So my sweet mother came in and I showered and Will's like, are you ready to go? And he's like, you don't feel anything yet? I'm like, no, oh, I feel great. I feel fine. So it was all smooth sailing, you know, getting there. Um, and we checked in at four and... I was still at a three, which was disappointing to hear. (laughs) Um, But I remember them saying, oh, if you're still, you know, at a three and it's not positive for amniotic fluid," And I was leaking a lot. And you knew it was. Yeah. I had to change my underwear a couple times before we left. And I was sitting on a towel on our way up. And I remember them saying, "Um, you know, if you are, if this isn't positive. And I looked at Will in the corner because I knew exactly what he was thinking without saying anything. He was thinking, what the F? How, no, we're not going home, if that's the case. Because he, he's like, no. What, they were going to turn you around? Well, they said it could take like an hour or whatever for it to come back. It did not. It was really fast. Like, yeah, you're positive for yeah. antibiotics. He goes, well, I would hope so, because that's a lot of water. I don't know what else it would be. <laughs> so they checked us in, and I felt fine, didn't feel anything. And by the time they got me checked in, they just said, um, you know, we like to start Pitocin at by 6, 6 a.m. Mm. And I didn't really want to do that, but I also didn't want to sit around and know how long things were going to take. If it would have gone fast, if it would have mm-hmm. been all day thing, I didn't really want to. Little girl, do you need to be burped? Don't be burped. Um, so. You could just burp her. Yeah. Cool. Um. I they checked us in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try really hard. And I was um, on the ball, you know, doing all that stuff. Well, not really any progression. 6 a.m. hit and I'm like, okay, you know, again, didn't want to do that, but I wasn't going to like stress over it. I was very open to Mm -hmm. whatever. Ah, When I get to the end of this story, I might have a little different twist (laughs) on that. Um, Of course, it didn't feel any different or anything to me um, until my contractions hit, of course. Yeah. But – so they started to be on that and every half hour they upped the Pitocin and I was like, I, this was new to me. So I said, how high do you go on this? And they said 20 for anybody who doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And I made it to a nine on the Pitocin. So it was about 1045, 11. My midwife came in um, and Denise Powell was the one on call. She came in, introduced herself and decided to check, check me. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, let me back up here. Mandy was on call that one day Mm -hmm. that week on Wednesday, and she got off at 8 a.m. And so (laughs) I was really hoping that uh, something would happen before then, but it didn't. So, but Denise was great as well. Um, So Denise checked me and she goes, okay, you're at a four now. So that's good. So from six, so from 4 a.m. when I checked in to 1045, um, I was at a four. She goes, I think it's time for you if you want to go walk the halls for a little bit and then maybe um, if you want to take a bath or whatever. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So I was on the ball a little bit more and then we walked. And it's funny how fast that ha- helps. You don't feel like it is, but it did. Walked three laps and I was like, okay, uh, yep, I think I'm ready for a bath or whatever. And we told our nurse and she started a tub. And it was 11.50. And I guess I have this down to the time because Mm -hmm. everything in that moment was just like you were watching the clock. Family got into the tub at 11.50 and my contractions had hit. And they had hit hard. Mm. And our nurse had went to go see, you know, knowing things were getting closer when the epidural. I'm like, I got to get out. I got to get out. I wasn't even 10 minutes. I got out of the tub. And it was noon, and she had just got in and had told Will the news. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's not going to be happy. So Will goes, um, Morgan, yeah, you're going to have to wait. There's an uh, um, emergency C-section. No, nope, not emergency. It was a planned one mm-hmm. at twelve, mm-hmm. and you have to wait until twelve thirty. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he goes, if you wouldn't have gone in the bath, I'm like, okay, you're like I'm shut like, up, Will. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, mental mind game. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I had to get myself into a mental mindset, and that in that half hour that was hard i mean Mm -hmm. i never experienced that with sailor at all well little did i know pitocin makes contractions 10 times stronger and they freaking hurt so anybody out there who's done that natural or i mean i was feeling it and i was doing the breathing and i mean i went from like being already pretty to like give birth you know whatever (laughs) to head smushed into the bed i'm on my knees on the floor i am like getting ready to swear, all this stuff. I'm <laughs> sweating. And the nurse anesthetist came in at 1230, um, right on the dot. And it took about five minutes to get set up and then about 25 minutes to get my epidural. She was having trouble with a ligament in there. Mm. Well, in that time, that time, which you never experienced an epidural, but you have to stay really still. Mm-hmm. And Will was in front of me holding my hand while one of the nurses, she's trying to walk me through it. The nurse anesthetist is in the back. She's like, okay, Morgan, you know, you got to breathe. And you have to kind of, like, arch your back Hunt a certain over. way. Yeah. yeah. And that's not possible sometimes when you're having it's really – I
0: think – it. I mean, uh, there's an obvious reason why you have to be that way. But it, it's, like, the worst for a mom to have to be that oh way. Oh, my God. And yeah. when you're in
1: pain and – but, you know, I wanted that. So I did, I think, a really good job of staying as still as I could. But when those contractions hit, it was, like, freaking hell. Mm-hmm. And towards the end – of that twenty-five minute period of her trying to get in, my my legs started shaking um, uncontrollably, and my body was just pushing with with I I wasn't doing anything I could not I couldn't help it I knew what was happening the nurse definitely knew what was happening but sweet soul she didn't say um she didn't say it <laughs> I don't know if I don't think Will really knew which was probably okay but you know I was like. <gasps> You know, I was like, I couldn't help it. It's like when you're throwing up and mm-hmm. you can't help. Fetal ejection reflex. That's, That's what it, it's called. Yeah. Yeah. My body, well, I was having a baby, but mm-hmm. I didn't know it. And the nurse and anesthetist knew it because she was trying really hard to get that in. So 1 o'clock comes. She's done. 104. the midwife happens to walk in to check on how things are going. And um, our nurse, her name was Marie, and she was lovely. I... Absolutely adore her. And I called her like family. She was such a sweetie. And she goes, Oh, okay. Um, great. We're just gonna come get you. And she goes, Oh, okay. So she suits up and she checks and she goes, Oh, yep, baby's right there. Five minutes, Morgan. We're gonna do some pushing. And you're like, What? I'm not ready. They say, in order for the epidural to um to actually like start working, it takes about five contractions or so. Well, my mind, I was like, yep, I got this epidural. I can do this. It's all good. So I have a video, the nurse, I had somebody come in and take pictures or whatever when, and I had a video and I'm like, Oh oh my God, thank God for that epidural. And the team was like, Oh honey, I, I don't think that, um, I think you got to take this one. Um, that epidural didn't fully hit you. That didn't hit you yet. I ended up, doing a natural birth it hit after uh, that happened to Allie so 111 is when she was born and after when she's like the nurse or the midwife was asking me questions and whatever for down there she's like oh you probably can't feel anything right now I'm like yeah no I'm I'm good it was great good now (laughs) when people heard like oh like natural like how'd that feel and I'm like honestly getting the baby out that was nothing that was nothing that felt great it just felt like I mean I had a, a sh- poop that I had to get out or something like to be honest I go it was the contractions that were the worst part and that mm-hmm. was terrible and I am thankful that I only had them for an hour but that was hell and one of the longest hours of my life And I remember Will looking at me and he goes you could I mean I know you don't want to hear this but you could do it without an epidural like you basically you did it this time and I'm like yeah but I had a mindset that I was getting it, so mm-hmm. I think that's what helped me get yeah. through and whatever. But I go, oh my god, why does anybody want to experience it that? You don't get a medal <laughs> for doing it without. Like, was it great after? Yeah, was I moving up and things were good and great? And she actually latched in the hospital, mm-hmm. which I never had that with Sailor. This little one, granted, she's thirty-eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I ended up having a girl.
0: Another you guys didn't catch on. <laughs>
1: Another girl. And now this is kind of funny, but. I was in such a state of oh my god! I thank God this baby's out type of thing. I kind of forgot that we didn't know what we were having, <laughs> and so then after a little while, you know, the midwife had asked Will, and she was like, "You guys know?" And he goes, "Oh no, it's a girl." And I go, "Oh yeah, I forgot. We didn't know what we were having." So forgot to look. Yeah. So that was that was that, and um, I also remember saying, "Well, Will." That's great. Sailor's going to have a best friend forever. And another girl is great. And now we'll just get to try for another third for a boy. And they all start laughing. And they go, wow, well, that's not the first thing we normally hear people say after they push a kid out. Will probably went white. Yeah. So um, Whiter than he is already. And we had only, we only had one girl name and the rest were boys, um, which was, would have been way easier. But yeah, her name is Palmer Joe, And she was a whole two pounds more than her mm-hmm. sister. So her sister was five pounds, 10 ounces when she was born, 18 inches long, so very petite. Mm-hmm. She was in preemie, and newborn, and oh my gosh, all of her clothes fit her forever, ever, ever. And like right now, she's still in 12 to 24 month pants, and, and she is over two years old. Yeah, we but, love Sailor though. She's such a sweetie. But, yeah, and this one was 7 pounds, 10 ounces, which is kind of weird that it's right on the dot. And then she was 21 mm-hmm. inches
0: long. That's about the same size Soren was.
1: Yeah. So and she's
0: three weeks old now, right?
1: Palmer? Yeah. I wish. Her Time six. goes fast. She's six, six weeks on Thursday. Six weeks. Yeah.
0: So you're six weeks into this journey, and she actually was able to nurse this
1: time around. Yes, which has been a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it'll last or where it'll take us but um, I'm doing that and I'm also pumping which a lot of people I was telling you Sophie like they're like oh my god you're pumping yes pumping is like a full-time job it is a Mm -hmm. lot of work it's a lot of discipline and it's not ideal but some people don't have a choice and I didn't with my first right so I feel like it's 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 good because I didn't know yeah I didn't know anything different and we also had to do some formula a little bit with Sailor right away. And so I'm doing a little bit of both. And I basically want oh. the convenience. Um, you know, if I am in a position where I need to feed her and I don't have anything is, you know, and I nurse her when most people do in the morning mm-hmm. and in the night. And yeah. Yeah. So it's been a... Um, it's been a ride. But yeah. in my opinion, everybody's different. Everybody has a different child and experience. Um, I would say my transition from one to two has been a little um, yeah, wild and a yeah. little bit much. And it's not because of our baby. Our baby, she's been a wonderful little little babe. Um, honestly, she sleeps like mm-hmm. six to seven hours. She eats great. And she doesn't have any problem pooping or gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our toddler that has gave us a little bit of health. Um, So that's been the biggest transition. But we're getting through it and figuring it out. And I've been really happy and thankful to have my husband here before he gets busy and he won't be around. <laughs> because I don't know if I would have been able to do that without him. Did you have any
0: different like postpartum recoveries between the two? Or are they pretty similar?
1: Um, that's a good question. I feel like I recovered fairly fast with Sailor. Um, but I also was resting probably more and, and able to take care. Yeah, but I had the same amount. I only had to have two, mm. you know, sutures. Um, Stitches. Yep. So that was fine, um, which is kind of crazy to think. One was 5 pounds, 10 ounces, yeah. and one was 7, 10. But that was similar. It's just this one... It was Tuesday. I had her on a Thursday and it was not even a full weekend. It was Tuesday. And my body was telling me it hated me. It was yelling at me because I had not slowed down and I was on the go mm-hmm. trying to keep everybody happy and chasing after our toddler. And my body was screaming saying it needed to rest. Rest. So mostly toddler induced.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean it's no
1: joke. It does catch up with you. Yeah, um, and we ended up not. And this is nothing against Sydney. If you're listening to this, nothing against you at all. We just ended up uh, not having daycare the first week, um, the first couple of days, anyways, because sickness, the flu was going around. Yeah. And then when we found out the second day, and we're like, you know, we just don't want to risk it with a newborn. So we kind of had to pivot the first week. And then there was a
0: storm and yeah, yeah.
1: Just a lot happening and your lack of sleep. Oh, and she cluster fed
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: hospital. Um, you know, was up for like three hours at a crack. Mm-hmm. That's another thing with nurses. Um, I know they have to be careful nowadays because there's some people that are so sensitive about things and they can't ask or say um say this, but As a first-time mom, it was so nice. Um, some people might not like this, but when they offered to come in and they were like, do you want us to take her for a little bit? You guys can get a, like a, you know, rest, Rest. a stretch. Some people don't like that. I didn't mind it at all. I remember Will and I got a four-hour stretch and it Mm -hmm. was awesome. Um... They're in good hands, and mm-hmm. you don't have to, like, worry about the baby, w- you know, waking up or whatever. You're so tired. just seem to sleep. Yes. And with my second one around, it was so much different how we got treated and stuff in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely don't, like, daunt on you more, <laughs> but not in a bad way. I mean, we, we knew what we were doing, so mm-hmm. we didn't need it. But I will say um, it's funny – A lot of the younger ones you know what they do or don't offer versus some of the older ones Mm -hmm. and it's the smallest things is to me anyways as far as um just changing a diaper do you mind Mm -hmm. or just taking it yeah go ahead thank you you know yes can i do it absolutely i'm gonna but i'm gonna be doing it the rest of my life right you know the simplest little things um and I know there's, like, a lot of politics around that stuff now where mm-hmm. some people get so sensitive, they said, to asking. But we had one nurse, and she was so sweet. Um, her name was Ariana, and she was cluster feeding. And she waited until, like, it was, like, three hours. But our room was right outside the nursing station. She came in to check on us, and she's like, just wanted to check. And I'm like, yeah, she's been cluster feeding. She goes, no worries. you need any nipple cream? You know, all that stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, whatever. And she's like, um, how would I take, do you want me to take her? And bless you. And I can, you know, do whatever I need to. And I was like, yeah, and if she needs me, please, you know, come in and let me know. But otherwise I go, I'm fine with it. If you're fine with it, Will, by all means. And she did. And we got another, like, good nice stretch. And sometimes you just need that reason. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. It's the littlest thing like that that is so much appreciated and, mm-hmm. And then they enjoy the snuggles too. So,
0: with yeah. a new baby.
1: Well, I think we're going to wrap it up
0: because be it's really long already, but that's fine. I knew it would be. Is it over an hour? And yes. A half? Uh, probably. It's in um, bars and beats right now instead of time. So, it's hard for me to tell exactly what time it is. Well, and you're
1: going to be taking a chunk out.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I got to take a chunk out. But thank you, Morgan, for joining. <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> and joined. chatting all of our ears off.